Welcome to the Pelvic Pulse Podcast, where formally off-the-table topics take center stage so you can feel comfortable, confident, and free in your body. This podcast was born out of the desire to share the intimate and necessary conversations about one of the most ignored, abused, and suppressed areas of our bodies, our pelvises. Not sure where that is? Let's put a finger on it, shall we? I'm your host, Brittany Ellers, holistic pelvic physical therapist, womb worker, and educational speaker and advocate for all things pelvic health. My hope for this show is that it enlivens listeners like you to take steps towards healing your own relationship with your pelvic space holistically for fuller embodiment and a more loving human experience. So when you're ready, let's take a deep breath and dive right in. Hi, y'all. I'm sitting here with the most incredible human being. I'm so excited to introduce you to her. I'm sitting with Uni. And do you want to just describe to everyone how we know each other and all the shit that we've been through together? (laughs) I mean, it's hard. No, no, no. (laughs) Don't need to start from scratch. But basically, Uni and I have known each other for many, many years. And I feel like we just met as babies. (laughs) on our on our paths of spirituality and sexuality and just evolution like we've been on an evolutionary path together and it's been centered around pelvic health for a while and has just expanded into so much more i've done a lot of work with uni personally and within my relationship and it's impacted me and a crazy amount of ways. And I know if you ask uni or if you had asked uni even just a year ago, what it is that you do, you would have probably said, I don't know, everything. <laughs> <laughs> but at least from from my perspective and from my experience, you're able to uncover and see the depths of people. Mm-hmm. I think that's because of your projectorness in human design, but of course just the special human that you are that has the ability to feel a lot and you work with all kinds of humans but when I've worked with you we've done a lot of one-on-one photography like small group sessions that maybe included photography included movement included breath um more recently couple photography in the nude that was last year and this this uh intimacy and pleasure and tantric practices. That was also the the last workshop we did together um, as a couple with you, James and I. And I know your work's expa- expanded and been expounded upon for, is that a word? <laughs> okay. <I think> so. <laughs> <laughs> for so long and there's so much to share. Um, so thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just right off the bat curious about how you see your work connecting with someone's pelvic health. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say um, just to touch back on what you said, right? Like, I think that our path has been very spiritually aligned. It's been a big merger of existing in this human experience and then also 
because we exist in a human experience, what is happening in our bodies? How's our body moving? How's our body transforming? How's our body hurting? How's our body healing? And being mirrors for one another in a variety of ways, um, expanding different parts that the other person needed to see or to heal or to move through has been really beautiful, like journeying with you. Mm. Um, I would say, yeah, like photography has been a big part of my work. Um, It has been a really monumental way of getting people to step into discomfort and being able to also help people expedite their ability to heal or transform or expand or like explore um, layers of themselves. And so being able to share that um, and that being kind of like an inception of how I like built deeper connections and deeper intimacy with people has really paved a path to where I'm at now. Um, Mm. And so thinking about how the work that I do ties into pelvic health, um, a lot of the work that I do is founded upon like really connectivity and like clearing and healing and expansion within our like foundational um, like selves, right? Like our root chakras, um, our sacral chakra, our solar plexus, and really like doing deep, deep, deep work in those spaces so that we can continue to expand um, like in our human journey, wherever we want to go. Um, So I think that like, a lot of the work and connectivity to like the pelvic health for me specifically has been a lot of like deep introspection and dissecting of every little part of myself (laughs) and how that ties back into my root, my home, my foundation. Um, So at this point in life, at any moment, I can tell where I'm at (laughs) in my wellness um, based on how my pelvic health is doing. Mm. And that is a wildly annoying (laughs) experience to navigate and really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause it's so, it's so sensitive, which isn't a bad thing, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think when people actually get through the numbness or the distractions of their, their life and how they feel in their body, it is so fine tuned. And I think Mm -hmm. you've really done a beautiful job of pulling those pieces out and recognizing right off the bat. And of course it's been a a long time coming, like a Mm -hmm. long practice for you. Um, But yeah, I think it's an incredible, incredible thing. Yeah. Maybe annoying at times for sure, (laughs) but you know, I always say at least your menstrual cycle, right. It's been said it's the fifth vital sign. It's um, it's a litmus test. But it's like not just the menstrual cycle, it's everything in the pelvis, everything Mm -hmm. that your body is doing down there in the root, all the way up even through the solar plexus, which if you're not familiar with chakras, that is your third chakra. And it's kind of like above your belly button, below Mm -hmm. your rib cage. Um, So all that like gut health stuff, all the uh, um, digestion, everything, it has to do with all of that. But yeah, you've really done an amazing job of titrating all of that for yourself. And so now you're sharing that with others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does your work look like now? And who are you working with? What are you working on? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that my like elevator, pitchy, whatever, mm-hmm. um, cause I do, I do do a lot of things, but ultimately everything that I do kind of 
comes back to um, being with people through transitions. So I've done that in a variety of ways. Um, I've done that with very specific groups of people. You know, I've worked as a doula. I've worked as um, a brand strategist. I've worked as a heal, like an energy healer. I've worked as an artist. I've worked as a photographer. You know, um, currently, um, you know, like I would kind of classify myself as an artist, a facilitator, and an educator. And the majority of the way that I spend my time is in that way, right? Like making art, creating with people um, from the things that are influenced by like the things that I'm experiencing and feeling, um, facilitating conversations, facilitating space, facilitating people to move into and through their transitions, facilitating healing, um, facilitating connections and opportunities, um, facilitating experiences, um, and then educating. Um, so really reflecting what I'm seeing, reflecting what I'm observing and experiencing, and being able to provide people information and tools and resources so that they can dive deeper into their journey. Um, a lot of my current clientele um, are men, um, so cis- cis-hetero men um, that are really committed to diving deeper into their own intimacy journey um, mm-hmm. and building a deeper connection with themselves so that they can achieve the goals that they have. Mm-hmm. A lot of times um, the entry point is I want to have better relationships. I want better sex. I want like more connectivity through like my romantic life. And I just had a closing out with a client yesterday. Um, we had our last session, like our closing session and the reflection that like in his words that came from him, you know, was like, I entered with this goal and I'm leaving with this realization about myself that will lead me to that goal at some point. But Mm. what I gained from this experience was far beyond like the goal that I set for myself. Mm. And I think that that's, that's like the power in the medicine that I hold is the ability to journey with people through the shit and being able to hold that with them so that they can understand like the power and strength that they have to hold it themselves. And also just like transform it because we all have like the nonsense and the more we like push that down and the more we shove it down and the more we like put on these personas and this perfectionism that we can't let people know, you know, mm-hmm. um, the more our bodies grow in reactivity to that, you know, that's where the disease comes. That's where the pain comes. That's where the discomfort comes. That's where the depression comes, the dampness, like all the things that we experience in the physical body are just amplifications of like what we're not dealing with in our emotional body, what we're not allowing in our spiritual body, like what we're really denying in our like soul truths. So well put. And my mind is automatically going to, can you share an example or a couple examples of what that has been looking like either for yourself and your personal experience or in any clients that you're able to kind of vaguely describe, but also like, I feel like there, there must be some patterns that you're recognizing, especially in that particular clientele or within your friendships or like, you know, other people that you're working with. Yeah. Um, I think the pattern that exists across all people, right. Is like our confronting of self, right. Like being faced with like whatever we think is the worst 
and seeing it in ourselves. And what the pattern that I've been seeing a lot lately, like across all of my relationships with client, with like romantic partners, with intimate friendships, with strangers, is this like external mirror that reflects all of our own bullshit that we like reject, right? Like we have like a person in our life that is like the worst that we also can't get rid of, right? Like we're like, this person is the epitome of whatever thing. And then being a person on the outside and being a witness to people very often seeing like, huh, that's you. (laughs) That is, that is such a layer of you that like, you're in denial of right like you're you're rejecting this person's like characteristics or qualities because you're rejecting that part of yourself you're refusing to see that part of yourself you're refusing to like own it and allow it to exist and so instead of like seeing that it's like this rejection of someone else right where it's like it's too much for me you're too much for me it's too intense like you're such a disaster like even seeing that in myself where like seeing my conflicts and being at a place in life that I can be I very at this point in my life I'm very often um it's very rare that I'm reactive Mm -hmm. which feels really good to be able to admit um but having the capacity to be like I'm gonna take like eight steps back and just sit here for a second and see what what the fuck like and then realizing like oh this is my bullshit and what do I want to do with that right um and so I think that that's like a pattern that I have been seeing across like everyone but then being able to see that with someone who chooses to show up for themselves and who's choosing to be like I'm tired of whatever and I want something differently right like I want to experience something differently. I want to release the shame. I want to release this guilt. I want permission to be my whole self and being able to say, okay, well, here's the bullshit that I see that you're also running away from. Mm-hmm. And it's not that big of a deal. Like <laughs> I feel like you can, you can totally use me as an example and I'll, I'll put myself <laughs> under the spotlight, I guess, but we were just connecting before hitting record And, you know, we did that, um, nude photo shoot with James and I at the beach and little did I know it was couples work, right? It's not just a photo shoot to get glamorous shots and portray our love, which yes, we did that. And it was so much more than that because we had this intention set beforehand. And mine was, I just want to be able to lean into my feminine Mm -hmm. and what, did that look like? I wasn't sure, but it wasn't easy for me in that shoot, especially having done nude shoots before with you. And that being James's first time and me having all these projected expectations Mm -hmm. on him and feeling nervous for him and feeling like, are you sure you know what you're getting yourself into? Like, cause this is powerful stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And then like trying to manipulate and control it with my own masculine and funny because it's been basically a year and I'm now just able to scratch the surface of softening and instead of using that harsh tone to 
get my needs met and demand it and receive it. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, I get to receive. Mm-hmm. And there's when you were talking about rejecting something else and someone else and not really just being a mirror for your own stuff. I mean, I see that in my mom and I all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people listening can relate. There's got to be at least one person, right? And I feel like it's actually everyone in your life that shows up and, and gives you something to work with. <laughs> yeah, if you choose that, right? If you choose it. And I think that that's, that's the, like, beautiful point. And, like, I don't work with everyone. Yeah. I don't have an interest in it. Like, I don't have the capacity to. I work with people who are ready to show up for themselves, right? Like, I work with people who have done a certain layer of work who are committed to doing a certain layer of work who are like nervous but not afraid yeah right like because there's a difference like we can be nervous we can be like anxious we can be all of these things but like we can work through our nervousness we can work through our anxieties like our fear fear is a freeze it's like a very contracting energy and so like there's a certain level of work that you have to do before you are able to access the work that I do with people. And that was like a big shift for me, right? Like being a person that can hold a lot of space, that has a lot of capacity to be able to be discerning with like how I'm sharing the work that I'm doing and how I'm like extending that medicine. Like Mm -hmm. I, I run group classes um, at least once a week at a studio that I work out of in San Diego called uh, the Rope Collective. And (laughs) And it's a really beautiful space because it it is the space that like I've been like really like calling in for a long time, right? Like there's a lot of possibility. There's very few rules. There's a lot of different types of opportunities. And it is a space that you can really bring whatever visions to life um, because there aren't these like hard rules that you have in so many spaces. And that's been the medicine and the work that I've been doing for so long is like, what if we re- like rewrote the rules? What if you wrote the rules for your life? Like, is this your, is this your story or is this someone else's that you're living out? Is this your story that you want to keep living out? Right? Like, is this your truest truth? Are you courageous enough to like destroy all the parts of you that no longer serve you? And like, move deeper into something else and I think that that energy exists in so many spaces right like coaches do it there's like you know everyone's like oh I have a life coach and I have this and all of these like roles play such an important part in life but I think that the thing that I have like really learned and the thing that I share with people that is so simple and also very hard is like in every single moment that is an opportunity to like live the life that you want to live. And it's like so simple. Like I'm, I didn't make that up. Someone else said it first, (laughs) but it's like the act, like the action in that is where the difference is, right? Like we, we have like romantic relationships and we have like sexual relationships with people and what like one of the like funniest things to me is like how people choose to have sex in this like performative way right where mm-hmm. it's like I'm having sex the same way that I've had sex last time I had sex in the same way I've been having sex for the last five years because I know how to come mm. you know like, this is gonna make me come <laughs> and it's like <laughs> but a million things could make you come right like oh yeah and so I think that like 
that's something that I share with like my like sexual partners a lot is like even before we like move into like physical like connection right it's like I have like a long debrief I have a long conversation I have a long negotiation and it's a lot of talking and a lot of like clarifying of like how I want this experience to go for me and also trying to identify if they have the capacity to understand and like communicate how they want the experience to go for them Um, because I've learned for myself that that sets the pace of like the possibilities that I have in my sexual body, my sexual experience, right? Of mm-hmm. like being like, I don't expect to orgasm every time I have sex. I'm not even trying to achieve that. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I allow it. Sometimes I deny it on purpose, right? Sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to do all these other things, right? And being able to like have that conversation with people and set that like expectation where it's like, I'm here for the moment. I'm here for the seconds. Like something may get weird while things are going down and I'm going to fucking laugh (laughs) and I'm going to make you laugh. And like, we're going to move through that and we're going to like move back into our breath and move back into our body and move into something else. Or like, maybe I'll get a cramp and we're just going to like chill for a second. And then maybe we just won't finish. Right. Like maybe we'll, And all of that is fine because the experience is I'm here present with you, right? And that's the experience I'm here for. And like whatever is uncovered is just like new information where it's like, oh, now I figured out like I can literally just orgasm by taking breaths and staring into someone's eyes. And that's Mm. cool. That's badass. (laughs) I wonder, it's it's funny because I just wonder how even someone gets to that point, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, your dipping your toes into Tantra has just expanded your capacity in in that sexuality space. Do you want to share a little bit more about that? Like how you went to say, if you did this, right? Performative sex, Mm -hmm. maybe in your earlier years. And then all of a sudden to this space where you're feeling multi-orgasmic or not orgasmic, but still feeling that like low bliss energy or high bliss energy, you know, throughout your moment to moment. Yeah. Hmm. How did it get here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so layered, but I think sure. um, I think a lot of how I got here was like my permission to heal and like my permission to release. And it's all like that to me is what like orgasm is. It's not like I don't know what other people define it as. I don't know the clinical textbook whatever it doesn't matter matter to me um it matters to some people and that like I think seek the knowledge that you desire to know but I think that for me like all of the things that bring me pleasure are very closely tied to like my pain and release Mm. um and so like being able like orgasm for me like often is like this buildup of pain and discomfort and then my like capacity to like really allow that mm. to like move right um, yeah. my relationship with kink often is this like build up of like pain and discomfort and letting go of control and then allowing that to release it's the surrender it's the surrender it's the surrender and so I think that like my expansion journey has been a lot of learning how much I have the capacity to hold and then allowing the release and allowing the release and allowing whatever comes through the release to happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like sexually, um, I think this shift for me was more so 
not having sex for someone else, right? Um, so that's performative, not like having sex because I needed something from someone, not having sex because I needed to like make someone feel good. It's not ego driven. It's not ego driven. Um, there's a lot of ego in it. Because <laughs> I, I am a performer. <laughs> but it's but not, not performing per- in the bad way. But it's not like, performative. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and so I think that that's been like the shift for me where it's like, I'm showing up to be in this moment and have a good time in this moment and have a weird time in this moment and have a wild time in this moment and have a crying time. In this, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And also partnering with people who could hold that. Um, and like, that was like a new thing for me, like, right. Like partnering with people who could hold my vulnerability and all the layers because vulnerable isn't always just this like negative thing or this sad thing. Vulnerable is also like being as fucking weird and wild as you can be. Right. Absolutely. And being able to be like, this is really crazy, but (laughs) totally. I mean, I want to go there and trusting that someone else can hold you in that and go there with you. Um, So I think those are bits and pieces of like what has really expanded me, right? Being able to connect with people who also could be weird and wild and messy um, and us like being able to hold space with each other, but then also like really removing other people's fears and expectations and standards from my like internal dialogue Mm -hmm. and creating space for me to be like but what is my thing and then finding people to surround myself with that are like that's not weird that's actually really common yeah (laughs) (laughs) totally I'm just yeah thank you for sharing all of that Mm because just knowing you personally too I I I've seen this unfolding and it's been so incredible to watch. And I know it started off, you know, in this place of like, you had to learn all this stuff for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you took a lot of time and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it felt like you were taking a lot of time to understand your own body Mm -hmm. and understand what worked for you and where those lines were and what you were curious about. And yeah. And then seeking the connection to experiment and play and, um yeah I just think that's I don't know if you're say you're listening or someone's listening and you're wanting to give them just like a little bit of advice to maybe experience this this drop of ego this not needing to perform but they also desire having this deeper connection deeper intimacy with someone potentially new or someone that they've been with for years Mm -hmm. right like how do they how do they start and I feel you already answered it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how courageous can you be in your like openness and your vulnerability, right? Your openness is like reflecting the things that you know about yourself, that you've processed, that you have like a levelness to, right? And I think starting there because openness is different than vulnerability and openness is as it is perceived to be safer, mm-hmm. right? Because if you've already processed the emotions, if you already have like a clarity on how you feel and where you stand with something and you share that with someone and they reject it, there's less to sacrifice, right? Like there's less Mm -hmm. hurt, there's less pain because you're clear on it. Mm -hmm. And so like starting with your openness, right? Like I, my openness with myself is like, I'm pansexual. Like I'm attracted to anyone um, energetically, 
I'm like demisexual, like I'm attracted to intelligence and skill and like all of these things. Like I like I'm poly, right? Like I want to be with many people in many ways and be deeply intimate in a lot of different ways. Um, and I'm just like, I also want to be alone. Like I want relationship and I want community, <laughs> but like the standardized models of like what that looks like isn't my truth. And so me being able to share that with someone on a dating app or someone that I'm meeting in person is a very open share, right? Like I'm sharing all of the information that's going to allow someone to know like is this someone I want to share time with right beyond just like this physical spark this physical connection this like chemistry um but I don't always start with like the vulnerability pieces right like I'm not going deep into like my needs or my emotions or the like things that like really make me tick like Mm -hmm. things that are more vulnerable for me is like I want to go the deepest (laughs) like do you want to go to the depths of hell (laughs) and heaven you know like do you back and then up into heaven and into the clouds yes like I do can I steal your soul like yes but you know like just really getting to know like someone on the deepest level and like that is vulnerable and for me that also is very open at this point in my life right because it's intimidating for people it's it's like very revealing and it's very like exposing to like share that type of connection with someone but like for me and my like sexual energy that's where I want to be and so I can be intimate in a variety of ways with people I can have like all of these like connections and feelings and feel goods that a lot of people reserve only for their romantic partner Mm. usually singular right sometimes multiple but I think that for me like anyone that I'm choosing to share like my physical body with and share my like sexual energy with even if I'm not sharing my physical body like I want to be deep with I want that and it's not going to work for everyone but me being able to share that has provided a lot of like expansiveness in the experiences that I have even if they don't on paper you know look like whatever people are like striving for like it's Mm -hmm. it's what I'm striving for and I'm getting the experiences that I want I think that that has been like a big like shift in growth for me and my ability to expand and my ability to feel and my ability to experience and in my ability to like connect with the types of connections that I want even if even if it's like a singular encounter I'm just going to let that soak in for people because that was really, really juicy. I don't know if anyone can like read between the lines, but it's like intimate, like if you had to to give intimacy a definition, I feel like how you just kind of explained how, what you're seeking, mm-hmm. like that was it. Like, it's like an intertwining of souls and people, people quote unquote do it through physical connection and I think going back to your male clientele the cis hetero males I feel like they've gotten the rap of that is how they will initiate Mm -hmm. intimacy and sometimes even in even in the birth world those Mm -hmm. two words are interchangeable Mm -hmm. and it's not that because I can be intimate with you we are intimate and we are Mm -hmm. yeah and you can be intimate with me it's all exchangeable and interchangeable but yeah I think the big piece is like 
the bravery to be very clear and very direct, right? Yeah. It's it is a courage thing, right? Um, I had a conversation with a friend that is um we like we share a lot of intimacy, we share a lot of connectivity, we share a lot of depth. Um, we don't share like our like genitalia we don't share like sexual body mm. in that way <laughs> but like we hold hands and we like kiss and we like hug and we like cuddle and we like and it's fine you know like there's no confusion and like the conversation we had recently was you know like further defining what that is and further defining what that means for both of us right and the thing that I say to people often that is this like where it's like, I literally can exist in any kind of relationship. I just need to understand what like your needs and expectations mm -hmm. are, right? And we can have a relationship that can shift and it can ebb and flow and it can go from one thing to another thing and bring on activities and take away activities. As long as we're honest about it, as long as we're clear about it, there's so much room for like evolution and transformation and like change and fluidity because the core of what I need is that intimacy, is that connection, is that presence, which bringing, like you brought up the word Tantra, like that's all I do with people is guide people into a practice of presence and intimacy. Mm -hmm. And so like the like history of Tantra, the like studies of Tantra, like I don't dive deep into that, but the principles of it, I'm in practice of every single day. And that's something that is part of my spiritual practice and my own personal journey um, that I'm still clarifying how much of that I want to share with people. But the parts that I do are just that, right? It's, it is a practice of intimacy. It's a practice of deep presence. It's a practice of like being really clear and listening to like what you want and need and also being really clear and like honest when things need to shift and change and I don't think that like intimacy needs to be like there is no specific like definition of it because intimacy is literally in everything mm -hmm. if you allow it mm. um and so working with clients one-on-one -on -one, um it's really beautiful to be like a witness and to be a guide in that space right um to be able to like give people permission over and over again to like really have nourishment and intimate connection and space for that and rewriting those narratives of like everything needs to have a box or have a guard or like have these like big boundaries that aren't actually boundaries they're constrictions right like they're like guardedness because boundaries are different right boundaries are like okay they're filters it's, it's a filter it's like this thing doesn't work for me and this is how I want something to be and you'll meet me in this if if we can like align, right? Um, but like the ways that people have and often like perceive intimacy is like intimacy is reserved for certain types of people or certain types of activities. Mm. And, you know, like I've had sessions with clients where I like bring them onto the floor and we lay on the floor side by side and I put out my hands we're holding hands now <laughs> for 45 minutes we hold hands <laughs> and they're spinning and spiraling and like <laughs> talking about like how they want romance and like all of these things and I'm just listening and then after a while I'm like do you see what's happening this is it like this is what you're saying you want and you're having it mm. isn't it wild it's wild like you said you wanted intimacy we have it. You have it. So 
I think to the like to your point of of people are like trying to like find something right like you're trying to like reach this you're trying to reach your orgasm Mm -hmm. slow down right like take off all the pressure of the expectations of like I need a partner that's tall and rich and you know like all the things that like everyone says all the time but it's like really like in every moment I can have exactly what I want and need if I allow the space for that right like I want touch right now I have touch Mm -hmm. and that feels good because I'm not rejecting the touch I'm not putting a story on the touch Mm -hmm. I'm not putting this expectation that like because we're holding hands that means we're going to buy a house together right like (laughs) just like I just fucking need someone to maybe we will (laughs) we're gonna have like a little commune one day (laughs) big old farm yeah it's like I just need it I need physical touch because it's very human to need physical touch everyone needs it everyone needs it and it's like I'm allowing myself to have what I need without putting something on it that isn't true and also not removing the possibility of that like I'm just staying open I'm like maybe we will buy a house together because we're holding hands but (laughs) probably gonna buy a house together because of a lot of other things right exactly exactly um now I'm curious why, why you think some people just aren't open to what it is that they might want. Like what's blocking these people? What what are these constrictions that they're putting up? Dig into their, their shit. It's scary. It is scary. Taking a quick break from our conversation to share with you one of my all-time favorite tools, Crystal Wands and Yoni Eggs from Wands with two A's. If you're wanting to connect to your body, your pleasure, unravel and process your life, these beautifully shaped wands and eggs are going to help you get there. I think of them as an extension of my own hand brought from the earth for my healing rituals that have helped me invite so much goodness into my life. To get yours, head over to the link in the show notes and use the code BEINGBETTER in all caps for 15% off your purchase. And if you're like, okay, I'm in, or you already have tools like these and don't know what to do with them, head over to my Wands and Yoni Eggs 101 courses for a full rundown and guided practice to get you started on developing these special rituals for yourself. And now back to the episode. It's super scary, right? To be open. It's super scary to be weird, right? It's super scary to be different. It's super scary to be a leader. And like, honestly, like if you're choosing to have openness, if you're choosing to have deep intimacy, if you're choosing to be vulnerable, you're choosing to be different because it's not, it's not like, how we operate as a as a whole as a society right like playing games is how we operate like creating these stories like following rules being in boxes Hollywood standards Hollywood standards like replicating what someone else sees or does like even even like the most like unnoticeable ways that we do it right like you walk into it like you meet up with friends and someone's complaining about their relationship and so then all of a sudden everyone's complaining about things and I walked into that room like really fucking excited about my life and then all of a sudden I'm like dissecting 
the things that I'm excited about because I'm keeping in the space instead of being like, actually, <laughs> you know, like I was, you know, like, actually, this is all the bullshit and question mark, right? Like, and I feel really good about it, even though I see that it's bullshit. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm already, well, two scenarios just came up in my head and it's like, you know, what is that need and desire to uh, spill all your shit when you're with your girlfriends or when you're with your group. And I just remember this one past patient when I was working at the clinic, uh, she told me that every time she would go out with her friends, it was like the most exciting thing for her to like leave her friends and then go back to her partner. Like she never had shit to say about her partner to them at least. But, yeah. And then I was thinking about, okay, that, that desire for intimacy, it is scary. It mm -hmm. is scary. And like the, I can even just think back to last week for my birthday, it was scary to, you know, keep the list small and invite only the people that I felt like I had a heart connection with and had talked to in the last week, day, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And my mind was spinning on all this other stuff. Like, are these people not, not just like, are these people going to show up for me, but um like what are other people going to think when they're quote unquote not invited yeah and what does that mean for our relationship like can we still keep friendship in this way <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I'm just giggling because that is a feeling that I rarely have now and yeah. it's a feeling that used to be like a really big feeling for me of like making people pleasing and making sure everyone felt included and like taking on other people's emotions and like trying to predict and like manipulate and control like all of these elements and it was so like it kept me in my anxious body so deeply where I like never had resolve I never had like grounding or stability or balance and I've been like working through a lot of this like with one of my partners right of like just be honest like be honest like what does it feel like to be honest <laughs> it fucking sucks it's scary <laughs> it's so scary you feel so raw but it's like okay in the scenario of your birthday right if someone was like you didn't invite me to your dinner literally no one said that also of course and but like someone says like oh you didn't invite me to your dinner my response at this moment in life would be like well, let's plan a dinner and do some things together, right? right? Like, I'm not I'm not falling into someone's emotions of, like, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's like, you weren't left out. You're not left out. Yeah. We're here. We're here. Let's have a moment now. Exactly. Right? Like, that was a moment that passed. Mm. Like, come be here. That's enough. For sure. It can be enough. I love that. And, yeah, I feel lucky, too, that I didn't, I didn't, stay in that energy for too long but definitely there's that vulnerability of the I guess it's interesting because it plays out yes in relationship but it's because of the intimacy and it plays out in partnerships plays out in business it mm -hmm. plays out in so many areas of our lives just in connection in relationship but it's like the people pleasing tendencies the quote-unquote good girl personality all of that is I feel like it's just so intertwined and we could probably go so many different ways on that. But I was also just going to say, even with pelvic work and doing hands-on work and doing the intimacy work that you're doing, doing rope time, doing um, all the things that you're mm -hmm. experiencing, you know, it's, um, 
it is so vulnerable. It is so scary to, to be in what you need. Yeah. And it comes back to that, right? Like my needs matter. My needs matter the most in my life. Yeah. My, my needs matter the most in my life. Right. And every person can say that about their own lives and every person should (laughs) arrive to that in their own life. Right. Because you are the most important person in your own life. You're the star. I mean, you're the only person you're with 24, like literally every second of the day. (laughs) And like, for me, like, I feel like the expansion that you brought up, you know, like over the last year for me has been a lot of that of me being like, really owning that. Like, I've, I've been saying it to myself for years, but it's like, really, really owning and embodying that because at the depth of space holding that I'm doing for other people if I'm not creating space for myself like I'm not well and like Mm -hmm. tying back to my pelvic floor like I know instantaneously when I'm out of balance when I'm out of alignment because my fucking vagina (laughs) is on fire (laughs) and it's annoying it is (laughs) it like instantaneous if I'm like trying to connect with someone sexually that my body is like not nope instant yeast infection if I like violate my own boundaries my bs flares up you know like if I like there's all these points like if I am like in any ways like doing things that like the smallest things that like in the past like weren't it's not a big deal right like it's not I say yes to something that's really a no my body's like forget you (laughs) like are you sure (laughs) but like I think that like it's hard because we want to bring pleasure and joy and like experience to other people right like we want to hold that with other people but it can't ever be at the sacrifice of self and like you bringing up rope tying right like I'm learning like I'm mentoring I'm like figuring it out and it is something that like I'm getting really good at right? And I'm putting myself out there. So people see that and they're like, I want to experience that. I want to feel it. I want, and the ego part of me is like, yes, (laughs) I want to give it to everyone. And I want to like have this connection and like provide that experience. And the like wisdom in me is like discernment, right? No, I can't give this to everyone. I can't share that with everyone. And I actually don't want to, because it's a deeply intimate thing for me there's a lot of connectivity. There's a lot of energy exchange. There's a lot of possibility of like upheavaling things with and for people and within that responsibility that is also like ethically in my ethics, like the responsibility of making sure that people come back home, Mm -hmm. right? Come back into themselves and feel safe and feel grounded and feel good to like move out of my energy. And so Mm -hmm. if I'm being discerning with that, like I can't hold that space for anyone yeah, or everyone. And so like the people pleasing in me as I have moved further into like my craft and my work and like the path that I'm on, like in my spiritual as well as professional journey is like, I can't, I can't like, and so I have to say no, even, Mm -hmm. even if I like say yes, sometimes I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> That's actually a no. Yeah. And I feel like actually, I don't know, just kind of dropping in another 
tangent, I suppose, is that ability to listen to your body. Do you feel that as, I mean, cause you're a splenic projector. Do mm-hmm. you feel that through your spleen? And what does that feel like for you? That authoritative sense of knowing that something isn't for you or something is for you. Mm-hmm. I think the important thing that I've learned is like the heightened importance of like solitude and really being able to differentiate from loneliness and aloneness, right? Like I have moments of feeling lonely and I more often feel lonely when I'm with people than I do when I'm alone. Well, anytime you look around at a (laughs) coffee shop or a restaurant and everyone at the table is on their phones, like, yeah, you're with someone, but you're kind of alone. Yeah. And so the low, like the loneliness, like that was something that I had to like really learn was like, I rarely feel lonely. And sometimes I feel uncomfortable in being alone. But the aloneness is super important for me. I think it's important for everyone. But for me specifically, like it's super important for me because that allows me to be able to listen to my body, right? If I'm constantly in someone else's energy, like if you're speaking on human design, like all of my channels are open. Like I, I think I have like two closed channels. And so I can't, I very easily can absorb anything and take it on as my own. I very easily can like get off course. And so I like over the last years, I've like really been committed to like a morning and an evening routine. Like I can't predict the full day, right? But the way I wake myself up in the morning and the way I put myself to bed is like non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So I rarely have sleepovers. What does that look like? Your morning <laughs> and your your evening routines? Um so morning, um I don't like to schedule anything before 10 a.m. Um, that allows me to not have to set an alarm to wake up. That allows me to process anything that like came up in my dream space, anything that like I didn't process the night before, anything that I need to like face before I like give my energy to someone else. Um, I have like a hot beverage, tea, coffee, tea and coffee, <laughs> whatever. Um, I move, I journal, I read, I cry, I like meditate, I pray. Um Every day is different, um, but the commitment is to keeping my energy to myself. And in the rare occasions that I do have people that I like have a sleepover with, right? Like sometimes I'll sleep with, um, like I'll allow my partner to sleep over. And it's been a really beautiful growth for me to have like partners that I'm like, and I'm going to go do what I want. And you can figure out you're a grown adult, figure out what you're doing <laughs> while I'm doing this thing over here. Right. Mm-hmm. I was telling you earlier, like the last time I had a sleepover with my partner, I like had a meltdown and I like had to cry and I like needed the cry. And when I'm alone, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal because it's like, it comes and I'm like, I allow it and I allow it to move through and release and dissipate and I feel differently like 30 minutes later but like I had this like moment of like shame where I like wanted to like contract and I wanted to like control my cry and I wanted to like hide it and I was like this is my house (laughs) this is my space and like this is my need right now and like if this person is uncomfortable they can leave right like they can go somewhere else and 
it was a really like empowering experience for me in a moment that could have made me feel really weak, right? Where it was like, I'm choosing myself, I'm choosing to stick to my routine, I'm choosing to stick to my, like the thing that really grounds me in myself and allows me to like feel my body and listen to my body. And because of that, like the things that could have become like weeks or months or like years of shit for me to like hold and process was like 30 minutes, right? like had my cry. And then 30 minutes later, I'm like laughing and like in a different mindset. Totally. You transmuted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the evening routines. Um, I also like a lot of space. <laughs> yes. I that. Um, so I like, I spend a lot of energy, like either sharing or output or like space holding with people. And so I like to, I often like to shower um, multiple times a day, which is a feeling in some way, but like <laughs> it has been something that I've allowed for myself um, because it's something that I need, like really cleansing myself, releasing other people's energy, um, getting like feeling that like calming and groundingness and like mm-hmm. stability, um, like stabilizing my nervous system. And then um, doing some sort of like touch with self. So doing like oil massage or like dry brushing, um, stretching, moving, breathing, um, journaling, reading. So similar to my morning, yeah. um, but like a lot of slowness and a lot of stillness, change, like changing the light so that it's like really bringing me down. Mm-hmm. And then um, going to sleep with like no noise or going to sleep with like some sort of like sound sound bowl so like allowing like allowing myself to move into sleep where I see a lot of times people like crash into sleep but my nighttime like my nighttime hygiene as my partner said like is um it is like a multi-hour process and so I usually start like two or three hours before I'm like ready to go to sleep yeah like getting ready for sleep it sounds like those are opportunities for you to remain intimate with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I like that. Yeah. And I think that like cultivating like an intimacy practice practice with myself has given me confidence to maintain that when I'm sharing my energy with other people, right? Like I'm really certain about what feels good for me. <clears throat> I'm really certain about what I need. I'm really certain with what doesn't feel good, but what I'm also willing to like allow or be curious with or like try again. Um, and I'm really certain about like, what are my hard no's? Like, I actually know that this is not something that's going to make me feel good. And so being in the work that I do and like being in the community that I'm currently like spending a lot of time in with my work. I'm invited to be out and late, like up late a lot. (laughs) I've been curious about that too, because it is kind of being in the kink and BDSM world is, uh, it feels like the vibe is a nightlife vibe, Mm -hmm. but you're not necessarily like raging on drugs and everything. Like you're just high on life Mm -hmm. and experiencing all the things that our human bodies can potentially experience. Yeah. It's a somatic high. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I've just been wondering because I've known you to be someone that was like, I need an early bedtime. I'm a grandma. Like you labeled yourself. (laughs) I love being in my bed at like 7 p.m. Not going to lie. I love it. So just it has nothing to do with the conversation. I'm just curious though. Like how many nights a week would you say you're spending like late night? Um, 
I mean, this is something that is like, that's, that's the thing, right? Like if we're looking at like the, like healing work, I feel like we strive for this, like, or if we're looking at growth work, we're like, I'm going to overcome this thing and then it's going to be done where it's like, (laughs) what I, what I've learned is you're going to come to a place of acceptance with the thing. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to continue to be work until the day that you take your last breath. But like the level of work that it feels like the magnitude and like the depth of like what it feels like you have to do to do the work shifts and changes. So sometimes the work like I have the same like five things I'm working on at all times. Some karmic <laughs> lessons or <laughs> life path. I don't know. Whatever you want to label it, whatever brings you peace. But I think like, you know, sometimes I'll like face the same challenge and it's like just a breath. And sometimes I'll face a challenge and it's like crippling. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing over and over and over again. But it it depends on like how well rested I am, like how balanced I am. Like it depends on so many factors that like aren't sold in the story of like healing and growth work right Mm -hmm. um but I think that what the last like year has been for me is like this like one coming out of like deep 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 healing work right deep deep healing work means like it's a commitment to deep 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 self-connection which only can happen with a lot of solitude and a lot of grace and a lot of rest and a lot of things that aren't glamorous and glitzy right and so like in some part like my grandma-ness was like this persona that I took on for my healing work right Mm -hmm. where it was like I needed that I couldn't do the healing work that I was doing with this like energetic output for like being in community in the ways that I am right now and Mm -hmm. like for the last year, I've had so much more capacity to be up later, to be more social, to like push my edges and to like not push my edges and then bring myself so far out of balance that I'm like back on a healing journey. Right. Right. Like I dysregulated myself last week at like my partner's going away party, but I also was like, I'm also okay like it took me two days to recover from it because I was just exhausted and I like had a lot of energetic exchange versus like in the past that could have been like upheavaling of so many things but so I like I'm pushing my edges a lot and like also exploring like what my edges are which is what I do in kink and BDSM right like that's Mm -hmm. what I'm doing in relationship but I also know like where my boundaries are with pushing my edges so and I'm redefining that so like yeah I don't know like over the fall I was up and out and like you know to 11 12 one sometimes later like four or five days a week and since I've been like scaling back and I'm like I can't maintain this you know I did it and I saw where I was like, okay, now I'm getting to my head. Like now I'm like stepping over the edge and I need to scale back. And so I feel like right now I can manage like two, two late nights a week. And realistically, I want that to be like one. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. <laughs> totally fair. I'm just feeling like you, yeah, you've created this resilience in yourself through the work that you've been doing and I feel like I love how you just phrased it where, you know, you've done the work, you did that healing part of yourself at different layers, right? For years where you took on that grandma persona, 
called it a night at 7 p.m. <laughs> I miss it so much. In your little cottage, it was so good. I loved it. It was, it was such, such a phase. A, so great. Yeah, that was a beautiful chapter in both of our lives. Um, But yeah, like just, it's funny that you mentioned the the coaching world and the healing journey that a lot of heal. I mean, healers do it themselves too, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like a, yes, we're constantly on a journey. And I feel like that can feel really exhausting for some people. And I just liked how you said, no, like you've come into balance and it's only when you then cross that boundary multiple times over. Sometimes it takes one time, sometimes it takes multiple, but then you might push yourself back and do a, a thing that's, you need healing there or reconstruction or, you mm-hmm. know, redesign of what it looks like for you. And I think that's all okay mm-hmm. but I'm just reflecting back on my own journey and process with you and how it has been this deep commitment to self self-knowing and then self-love and it's like the journey of that doesn't necessarily end Mm-mm. and I always you dip your toes into working with certain people mm-hmm. right and I feel like I'd love for you to just share what that can look like to work with you right now if someone say wanted to do more one-on-one stuff because I feel like you do a, a wonderful job of talking about the workshops that you're doing and those are always opportunities for people but I think for people to hear about the deep one-on-one stuff like you, yes you explained <laughs> it like the hand-holding let's spiral together <laughs> let's have intimacy but I mean I guess container wise like yeah. what's feeling really good for you and what are you seeing people um move through on like whatever timeline that's set for them and of course that's probably going to change as the years go on but right now how is that looking yeah um it's challenging to put into words that feel acceptable for people right because Mm -hmm. like like in the containers where I work with like men and masculine people the onboarding like the intake the like connection call is really challenging because I'm not going to provide the information that people want to know right like I'm not going to give you a checklist of like here's what we're going to do specifically and then here's where you're going to go like it's I can't promise that I can't promise that you're going to heal that you're going to achieve this goal that something's going to change all I can promise is that you're going to feel differently than you did when you arrived And I work with people um, in like one-on-one containers. Um, You can book a single session, right? Like people can book single sessions for energy work. They can book single sessions for like more in like educational intimacy work. Um, They can book single sessions for building, like cultivating a deeper connection with their partner. So it could be like a partnered experience where you come in and like are guided through intimacy work session by session. But when someone's like, I want to do the work, quote unquote, they're like ready for a change. They're ready for a shift or they're like even edging. They're like, I want to book a single session because I'm curious, like Mm -hmm. I'm ready to like dig into this thing. I'm like, it's not going to happen in the session. Of course not. It's not going to happen in the session. It's like my work. Yeah. It's not going to happen in the session. And I refuse to like allow them into the space because it's too much, right? It's too much to open without the intention of like, really diving into it and so if people come and they're like I just want one experience I give them one experience that is a taste of like connection with self and 
a lot of people like get something from that and like choose to stay with what they get and the people who choose to like go deeper and want that deeper depth you know like a lot of people are like I'm tired of x right like same reason why people go to coaches or therapists or whatever is like I'm tired of feeling this way and I want to feel differently and that's a promise I can make you're gonna feel differently and how you get there is going to be a collaboration session to session right so I work with people um in sets of five sessions or 90 days um I see clients that I'm working with in containers um every other week. So we meet one week, we have a week of integration. Um, we meet that way for either the five sessions or for 90 days. Um, there is space to connect in between sessions. So we you know, stay connected in a variety of ways. And in the actual physical container of the session, depends on why a person is there. Um, the two reasons why people are coming to me most is a deep desire for like healing work and deeper healing work than they've been able to access through talk therapy or through life coaching. Um, but there are people who are committed to that work and are working with other people that hold those kinds of spaces. Um, or they're coming to me with a lot of like desire for depth and intimacy. Usually the entry point is some sort of like sexual challenge, um, whether it be like impotence or um, you know, like pain or, you know, past trauma or past like assault or things like that, like really wanting to work through that shame, that guilt, that fear, that like rejection. Um, and so it's, you know, either coming for healing work, they're coming for intimacy work. In the containers that I hold, they often merge and wherever that person is meant to go next comes out. So I have not, and I don't have, I have like very little desire to extend people's containers. Mm -hmm. um, so I usually, we make a decision at the beginning, the container comes to an end, we have a closeout. And if someone has done the work in a way that like they're expanding, right? There's always the invitation to come back, right? It's like, go integrate. Because I think that that's the piece that like we don't hear a lot about in the like healing and evolution and growth process is like we can't always be in the information, right? Like we can't always be doing the work. Like there's the pause, there's the integration, there's the celebration, there's the like experiencing that's like the shit's always going to come up. It's always existing. There's always going to be something else to work on. But at some point you have to pause and be like, this is all the stuff that I found out about myself. This is all the stuff I released. This is all the stuff that I revealed. And I'm just going to be in that for a minute. And so that's my favorite part. <laughs> it is. It really is. Like, yes, I love learning. I love mm -hmm. um, working through things actively. That feels really good. But I think what I've come to realize is my favorite part of the journey is the integration part and just like living, like yeah. living it out. Yeah. And I think that that's like, like with talk therapy, you don't get that most often, right? Like talk yeah. therapists are often like the way that at least what I've experienced their style is like, you choose the space until you don't choose the space. It's rare that they're going to cut you off. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I create connections with people where it's like, you will have a cutoff. 
I will cut you off. And that doesn't mean that you're discarded. That doesn't mean that yes. you're not allowed back here. Yes. That doesn't mean that you can't access, you know, like my client that I had a closing session with yesterday, I was like, you're welcome to come to any of my classes. If you need one-on-one -on -one stuff, you know, like if you have a one-off, like you're welcome to like book a session. If in a few months you unveil something else that you want support and working through like we can reconnect and talk about it and see if it's in alignment right you're welcome to like share your successes and wins with me please do mm -hmm. please do keep letting me know how you're integrating because you're gonna have them <laughs> <laughs> but it's like they're like so a lot of what like a lot of what I'm doing like people want this like tangible like Oh, I know. This they want the package. They, they want, want the pretty package mm -hmm. and they want to know that their investment is going to give them that return. And it's not always possible. It is possible. And it is possible. <laughs> but it's the perception. It's right. the perception piece. Like, what right. are you, well, it's, what are you looking for? Exactly. You know, like I had a client that in their second session shifted and like at the end of their second session or like in our debrief after they were like, I get it. And I told them, I was like, it's usually session two or three that people are like, they fall into that surrender. They fall into that trust. They fall into that like sense of safety that they've given themselves permission to have mm -hmm. because they've, I've like cultivated a container that they can create that, right? Like we take a lot of time getting there and people are like, but when are we doing the work? And I'm like, we're literally You're doing the work right now. <laughs> <laughs> doing you coming into my orbit is you doing the work yes well it's like I feel a lot of mirrored similarities with the way we both view our work mm -hmm. and um a couple of phrases that I say and I've said before on the podcast is like the more you see me the less you'll need me mm -hmm. like just right off the bat and it's the same thing with pelvic PT or any of the pelvic healing work that I do is it comes to a, a close at some point, like you're going to feel the change. You're going to feel shift, um, whether that's physically in your body or energetically. And it, it's a continual process that you're doing on your own and you might not always need me, but yes, like always there for you in case like those one-offs are, are great. Um, shit. I forgot what I was going to say <laughs> after that. <laughs> well, I'll say like, while you think about it, um, we need that permission, right? Like we need, yeah. we need oh. that permission to, to be able to be, to feel empowered yeah. and leading our own journey and still have support, right? Because it doesn't have to be all or none. It yeah. all exists in one space. And so it's like, I'm empowering you. Like I'm, I'm leading you to your own empowerment, right? Like I'm, you're giving me information. I'm reflecting back what I see. You're giving me information. I'm reflecting back what I see. So the more you give me, the more you open up, the more you step into vulnerability, the more you step into trust, the more you find what safety feels like to you and communicate that to me and bring that to surface, the further you go. Yeah. So each, I can't promise anything. I can't tell you what you're going to experience. It's like, what do you want to experience? And I'm going to charge that for you, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can't do everything on our own. And it is ours to own. It's our shit. Like, I'm not going to take your shit, but I will move through it with you. Right. I'll hold your hand. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, it's almost just as if as soon as a person says yes, their life starts to change. Because mm -hmm. you're right. They are doing the work as soon as they're in your field. 
and even considering the work with you, right? Mm -hmm. As long as they're open. Yeah. Sometimes people come and they're like, ask a few questions and then I never hear from them again. And then one day they'll pop up and be like, this conversation I had with you changed my life. Oh, same. (laughs) Yes. And like, I know a lot of people like have feelings about that. And to me, like the only reason why I take money for my work is because of capitalism. Like this is the work I would be doing. This is the work I do regardless if I'm getting paid. Yeah. Capitalism forces me into like this exchange, right? And I like also have the like, the accessibility and like the support I don't know where the support comes from but like (laughs) things work out um you know like I have the ability to also be able to do the work with people with different types of exchanges and so what I don't see a lot in the type of work or similarities in the work that I do is like that flexibility and that fluidity to allow people to actually heal right Mm -hmm. to allow people to actually expand because because capitalism is like I have to put a dollar amount on the work that I'm doing or else I'm not worthy or people won't think that my work is worthy and that to me is like trash I don't believe it at all because to me if someone chooses to show up for themselves I can hold space for that right like do you have something that I need can we have an exchange do I have the capacity to hold that right now no can I have a conversation with you can I give you an hour of my time because that's going to expand you if you want to be expanded and I think that like all of these bits and pieces like aren't specific like people are whoever's listening still going to be like I don't know what the fuck you do but (laughs) I think you know but that's okay you know and I I had had this I had been gifted a few sessions with this business coach last year that like really didn't support me at all Mm. but it empowered me and validated me and like my truths right it gave me the knowledge and like the visibility of like I know why I'm here and I know what I'm doing and I can't explain that to people who aren't listening right like I can't the work that I'm doing isn't for everyone and so if you happen upon my website which people don't just have, like people aren't Googling and finding my website. People are coming to my website. And so if you're coming to my website, you understand what's on it. And if you're not coming, like if you just happened upon it, like you're not going to understand it because it's not for you at that moment, but you may come back. You had sent me this uh, or tagged me in a post and it was that like the people that need to see you, see you, the people that need to know you know you the people that need to hear you hear you and I think that's perfect yeah it's an uncomfortable place to sit (laughs) but in the projector realm right like that is waiting for the invitation and being in that has I rarely at this moment in life I rarely have encounters that challenge me in a very negative way because because of that I think because I'm not seeking I'm not like searching I'm not like trying to like be everything for everyone I'm like uncomfortably and confidently this is what it is this is who I am this is where I'm at right and as a practitioner I'd rather be that than bitter (laughs) 
which is our <laughs> as projectors quote unquote not self yeah theme so yeah yeah mm. I want to thank you so much for being here and you can find uni at self-study lab uh and what else where else self-study lab's a good I mean you can find me from there <laughs> Right. We'll link everything in the show yeah. notes, but yeah, she's got a beautiful website and beautiful Instagram. Um, that's honestly very, very inspiring, at least from an art perspective and from everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what can I say? <laughs> uh, it's everything. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Any last thoughts? Um, no, thank you for having me. Um, and yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And thank you. And, and thank you. And thank you. <laughs> See you guys next time. Thanks for listening and putting your finger on the Pelvic Pulse podcast. I'm Brittany Ellers. The music for this podcast was created by Justek. Please follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts by hitting the subscribe button and share it with your loved ones if you found the episode helpful. If you haven't checked out my free womb medicine meditations or phasic community, click the link in the show notes. The meditations and community boards are the perfect place to begin or broaden your connection to your pelvic health, no matter what stage in life you're in. I'd be honored to support you along your journey.